This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss along with uh, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. What's up, Dalton? How was your trip to Dallas? That was pretty good. Before we get into that, let me. I want to update everyone who's waiting with bated breath about my flooding situation. Oh, right, um, right. That, that, that was just a minor inconvenience. What I what I thought at the time, I complained and bitched about because this turned into something. Two days later, the entire house smelled like awful, like like just like something terrible was going on. We couldn't figure out if there was like dead mice in the walls or something like I just like and then my wife's like, no, there's got to be some sort of causation here. And there was like a three by three foot section of a carpet that, that the bathroom, in case you didn't know before, but I, I flooded my bathroom and the water got into uh, to the to the pad. And if that ever happens to you. Let me tell you, it's not it's not easy to fix. I had to have professionals out here not once but twice to pull up the carpet and replace part of this pad. Again, three by three foot section smelled the whole house up. Just awful. Ah, that's just horrible. It wasn't fun. I mean, I, I thought I was I thought I made a mistake before I was bitching last week, and the little little that I know, the the worst was was yet to come. So all told, how much money is it going to cost you? It actually wasn't so bad. I actually have a relative who, who works at Coit, and um, he helped me out. He hooked me up. But, I mean, it was just the inconvenience and, and moving all the furniture, and, and this, the smell is just awful. It was terrible. But the, the cost wasn't terrible, I, I will admit that. But it was just uh, – I'm just so dumb, and I will never try to do anything myself when it comes to, to uh, you know, manual labor ever again. It's what I get for trying to do something that I know that I'm not good at to begin with. No, that's not the lesson. The lesson is you got to pay attention to stuff, right? That's the whole sure. thing. When sure. You, you don't just, like, dump the drain and leave the room. You know, like, it, it's like that's the whole – you know, I, you know, Heather's, I don't want to get in, I don't want to blame Heather, but like her family, like some of them are like that. Like they just, they don't, they don't, they're not attentive to things. You know, it's like if a door is stuck, they just force it until it breaks or something. And they don't really like take a second, take a second and be like, all right, like how do we handle the situation? So, um, you know, it's like, or it's like cooking, right? Like I'm a, I'm an okay cook because I pay attention. I'm attentive to it. But if you don't know how to cook, you think cooking is like too hard and it comes out bad. And you're like, ah, I suck at this. I'm not going to do this again. But that's not the lesson. The lesson is you got to like actually pay attention. That's yeah. That's, no, that's a fair point. But yeah, if you ever get any, even any water, 
let alone laced in Drano, and your pad, when it seeps down in that, you're in trouble. Like, you really, it needs, it needed to be totally repl- cut out and replaced. I can just cannot explain the smell that's produced in such a small area. It's very surprising. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got past it. That it's, that's resolved. Moving on. Yes. Moving forward. Yes. And then I, uh, I can reveal it now. Uh, I kept talking about my Steelers bet. I bet $500 on the Steelers at 25 to 1 odds a few months ago. So uh, if they win this game, you know, that's this last game, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hedging at least. I'm profiting, no question. So, so that happened as well. Yeah, um, that's, uh, that's, that's 12,500. Could you, have, you couldn't really hedge that easily as a seven-point dog, though. That's a tough hedge because, you know, you're, you're going to bet Denver, but obviously no, Denver I'm could win, they Denver win, can win and not cover. Right, but I'm saying if they win that game. As someone looking to profit twelve thousand, right? Could, you could, you could know, figure out five hundred at New England. It would have been you know a big line, man. That game. So okay. So I'll tell you where I was. We'll talk about the conference in a minute. Um, and feel free to talk shit about other people who are in the industry. You know that you saw in the conference. Someone got too wasted. Someone is a total douchebag. Feel free. I mean, this podcast. We're totally. It's totally okay. Okay, well, um, well, I'm not going to name any names, but my uh, and it's my Yahoo crew. But the first night we went out to a honky tonk bar with live country music, shuffleboard, the whole nine yards, good times. And um, someone who uh, laid the tab, you know, the credit card with the whole tab, got so blacked out that we um, that they left early, and we no one really understood that, and we we left without paying. <laughs> and someone else and someone else that that tab by the way was more than $400 for six of us. Right. And someone else mistook their jacket and took someone else's jacket whom ha- had their wallet in it. So <laughs> we didn't we didn't pay for our own tab and robbed someone's wallet. <laughs> you know, in te- I thought you get shot for that kind of thing in Texas. Well, I'm again, I'm not going to name any names, but this 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 I, happened. I'll just take a while to guess who it is. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Two different people. The two the, one guy left early and the other guy mistook his jacket and are, uh, they, are yeah. they the guys we happened to beat in the semifinals of League of Leagues? One of them might have been. <laughs> Who's the other guy? I can't even think of the other guy. Yeah, um, I, don't, I actually don't even think you know him, but okay. anyway, it was a right. uh, it was pretty pretty in other words, good times. Yeah, you know, I love the Yahoo crew. Do you know that one time uh, I was in Vegas? Uh, maybe two, two, three years ago, and six of them had a reservation at a very at Carne Vino, a very high end uh, steakhouse in the, I think it's in the Venetian or the Palazzo, and uh, I think Andy Barons was supposed to be there, but he got wasted and wandered off somewhere. So there was an open seat. So they're like, "Hey, you want to go?" So I went, and I got like two hundred fifty dollars worth of wine, oysters, martinis, steaks, and shrimp, and that was pretty good. <laughs> I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. But uh, I, I like hanging out with that crew. I, I wonder, was Dallas a big downgrade from Vegas? I mean, we made it as much as we could. We went to the Mavs game as well. Bad luck that Dirk Nowitzki was happened to be out. But it went to overtime. And actually, we didn't even sit down in our seats until halftime. There was a big party. It was, it was, it was pretty fun, honestly. We, you were missed. It was, it was pretty good times. Yeah, I would, I would have uh, liked to go. You know? So what happened basically was, I probably said this before, but it was originally supposed to be in Vegas. And Heather likes to book things insanely far in advance. So she... Was like when can you know? We, I want to go to my, my friend's house uh, in Sun Valley, Idaho, in the winter to go skiing and check out the snow and all that, and bring Sasha. So when can I go? When's your conference? And so I said it was like the 21st to the 23rd. So she booked it from the 16th to the 20th. And then when you know Nevada outlawed you know daily fantasy sports and they moved the conference, they not only moved the conference to Dallas, they moved it up two days. 
So it coincided with my vacation. So obviously it's not my fault because they switched the dates. So I went on vacation. And I have to say, you know, I, I talk a lot of yang about Heather on this podcast and on the radio show. But she definitely maintains a nice set of very uh, well-off friends, very fun places to go nice. visit. And this house was awesome. It was – I got some photos. I, you know, I should post photos. You know, we should like – you should take photos of your friend like yakking or throwing up in Vegas. We post one of those and we post, uh, you know, a photo from the house I was at. But it was like f- literally three to five minutes from the ski slopes and you just, you know, drive down this hill. You could see all the lift and everything from the window. And it was just, you know, we, we had a, some great weather, skied, tried to bring Sasha, although we kind of brought her in the afternoon and got on the chairlift with her. She wanted to go on the lift, on like the small lift, skied off the lift, no problem, get to the top of the like really very, you know, bunny slope. And she falls a couple times because you could ski with her and then you got to turn and then it's a problem. And she's holding on to the pole, you know, and you're, and so she starts crying and crying. She wants to go. She doesn't want to do it anymore, but it was something you could do. You got to go down to the bottom of the hill. So she didn't want to ski. She had to. She walked her skis all the way down the hill. It took like forty minutes, uh, but you know, so it was kind of a mistake to try to get her to ski. She's not even four yet. Uh, but then, then Heather took her, and I got to ski like for an hour myself, which was really nice. And then I took her, and Heather went skiing for an hour. It was it was cool, um, and it was just it was fresh. There was like there's sledding, like in the house we were at. There was this big sledding run that we were, were on. And, you know that was cool. Just like the most snow I've seen in like I don't know twenty years. It was just like. Four feet of snow everywhere. Snow caked on the roofs, like two feet. Really pristine, fresh air. It's a nice vacation. That sounds like a good time. Um, Mark, Mark Cuban was the keynote speaker, and he was legitimately great, like really funny and uh, pretty pretty awesome. Talked a lot about DFS. And, like, it was really funny. The, the uh, attorney general of Texas, like, went against DFS the day before. So it was, like, right. really crazy timing. And he was l- legitimately a, a very funny guy and, and everything. Not unexpected, but he was – he was he was pretty pretty great. Wore a hoodie, didn't really dress up for the occasion, but um, not unexpected. But more important, by the way, that Texas Attorney General, you know that guy's a criminal. You know that yes, he's been indicted. He yeah, that guy. Like, yeah. He's like a scumbag. Like I don't understand the politics, man. Like that dude is just like a dirt bag. He's a scumbag. He's a dude who got in, indicted for what securities fraud, and that guy's that guy's in charge he's, of like policing yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's That's coming like, out and saying this. Yeah, I mean that's just. You're just not qualified, you know. You're you're a fraud. You're you're like a, a you're like a, a financial scammer, and you're trying to regulate corporations. You're trying to decide what's fair to consumers and stuff, what's legal and what's not. How does that guy still have a job? He should be in jail. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I hear you. Um, but more more importantly than 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 any of that is that you mentioned that not being in Las Vegas, so we had to come up with our own stuff. And when Brad Evans. Uh, we, we made some bets on college basketball, and what I would say is just you, you pick your best bet, and I'll just do the opposite. And so we bet with each other, and I, I, I won, you know, th- I think three for three against him. And um, even even better than that, the, the very last part of the last night, I'm not joking, Pianowski and Brad Evans were betting on women's college basketball first quarter. It was a replay. It was a replay too, <laughs> and, then, and the score because that was the only thing that happened to be on the TV. They, oh, they didn't know. The they were like, "Let's we agree at. not to check. We'll just bet on this replay game." Yes, no, yeah, yeah, and, and the they score not was realized it was a replay. No, we knew they absolutely knew, but they both didn't know th- right. what happened. So you know, it was legit, and and the, fu- the 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 score at the end of the first quarter of this game was seven to two, wow. seven to two. 
And so, so someone had the under, right? Someone must have taken the under. Yeah, it was pretty funny though. When when you're betting on an on an over under uh, women's college basketball replay game, it was pr- pretty pretty funny. So here's the thing about women's college basketball: it's totally safe to bet on a replay game because there's no chance that either person found out what happened in that game. Right? right. right? There was exactly. what, by what avenue would one find out what happened in the women's college basketball game? You wouldn't see it on Twitter. You wouldn't see it. You know, you wouldn't look for it on online. It wouldn't. It just it would just never the answer to that would never get to you accidentally. Exactly. No, they no, no obviously that was in the up and up. No one was lying. Right. They, didn't, they didn't know what the result was. It was pretty funny them yelling at the screen when there were you know multiple missed layups and stuff. It was it was pretty entertaining. That's good. All right. So so that's it. There's nothing else I didn't, I didn't miss out besides that. Yeah, you may as well think about Vegas. Like you lose like two three hundred dollars betting. So why not bet two three hundred dollars with each other without a Vic? I mean, you may as well. We did. That's what I'm saying. What's and I would, the difference? Like, you know, I would tell it? Brad. I would tell Brad, you pick. You know, you've done the same. I know. Don't don't lie to me. You've been, with with Brad. You know, just say yeah. You pick one, your one, your one, favorite, one, and I'll just whatever. I'll go the opposite. <laughs> one time, I asked Brad. I was in the sports book with Brad and Funston, and we we're all wasted. I told Brad, I said, "Listen, what's the stupidest bet on the board? Tell me what the stupidest bet is. Like, it's the one you think is so dumb." And he tells me, "He's like." Air Force, you know, and like plus something. And then I said, Funston, what do you think the stupidest bet is? And he told me. So I went and I parlayed their two stupidest bets. One. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. I, you know, I would have liked to go. I like those conferences. They're fun. And uh, I, uh, I might, uh, I'll probably go to the next one in, in New York. I think it's in New York. In, um, although maybe it won't be in New York now because of uh, Schneiderman. By the way, yeah, I've never been to Texas, and it was um, it was a it was a fun trip. I nearly missed my flight. There's a whole other story there. It was pretty crazy, but um, yeah. So glad to finally get back on this podcast. I know you were on a trip too, so it kind of coincided. For so we're, we're late this week, but um, let's do this. Yeah, better late than never. And it's and, and plus Neil. I mean, I feel bad for Neil. He was trying to shovel snow, and he had nothing to listen to. So I know I saw that. I saw that. Uh, too. I mean, sorry, Neil. Maybe it'll snow again. You'll have something else. You have more uh, show snuggling to do. Um, all right. Uh, what was I going to say? There's one other thing I was going to say about that. Oh, um, you see the show Billions, by the way, the premiere of that? No, I have not. I mean, I have it on DVR. It's, okay. well, it's got actually poor reviews. I, I liked it. I thought it was very okay. entertaining. The first, the first. Paul Giamatti, right? Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti right? and the dude from uh, Homeland. And, sure, sure. And I have to say, like, okay, so, like, I mean, I'm not giving anything away. Like, Paul Giamatti's like the U.S. attorney and uh, the dude from Homeland, Brody from Homeland. I don't know what his real name is. Uh, is the is the billionaire, and um, you know, kind of shows like their motivations and like you know what drives them. And you know, I was just thinking of like the Schneidermans, you know, those AGs, you know, because Paul Paul Giamatti's like them. He's a U.S. attorney, but it's the same basic function. And it's like those guys. It, it's interesting. I, I I heard like an NPR interview with the creators of that show, and they were like, you know, we want to do the show because. There's like on the one hand, there's the guy who makes like eight million dollars a year in you know doing work for a hedge fund, and he's like, yeah, I'm rich, I'm making a lot of money. But then there's like the billionaire guy who, that's failure for him. Like he needs to make way more than that. And like what drives someone like that? Because obviously eight million a year is is plenty. Um, and then they said, you know, on the other side, they and they interviewed a lot of people, like you know, to to write the show. And they said on the other side, like these attorney generals and these U.S. attorneys, they're making like 150k a year, but they're every bit as smart as the guys on the other side making millions, okay? And so what drives those guys? And they started asking them and interviewing guys, um, and he, they were surprised at how direct like, – like, they thought they'd say, oh, you know, I want to serve the public good. But they were actually like, do you know how much power I have? Like, I get to choose who to, you know, to go after. And, and you start to realize, like, those were, like, 
in the show, it's based on those guys. And like, I don't, I don't know. You never know what someone else's motivation is, but it's like, you know, if, if Eric Schneiderman decides to, you know, issue a cease and desist letter to DraftKings and FanDuel, the whole industry is like, what the hell? Everybody, you know, it's like so much power. Just he individually decides to do that. And everybody's scrambling the whole business model, all these investors, every, you know, and, uh, and the show, like, you know, Paul Giamatti is kind of like that. You know, he's, he, he cares about that kind of having that kind of clout. So I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of interesting in terms of what motivates these people. And, you know, you, you think like, oh yeah, I'm a public servant. I want to make sure the consumer is protected. But when, when they interviewed those guys, at least the creators of the show, that those weren't the answers they got. Yeah, as Mark Cuban said, a politician has nothing to do with about doing the right thing. It's just about getting reelected, and, and that's probably a lot of truth to that. But I, mean, I, I, I don't think to... every single one, but I think most of them. That's it, you know, and and, and not just reelected, but the power, you know, this that they're they're wielding. Yeah, anyway. I have that show on DVR. I'm glad to hear that you liked it because I, I, I liked it. I mean, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't The Sopranos or, or, or Breaking Bad, but it was but entertaining. It was but entertaining. Worth, watching. And worth it, watching. You're saying? Yeah, definitely worth watching. Okay, I'll check it out for I, sure. I all right, so let's talk about these games. We only got two games, and I feel extremely strongly about one, and I have really no idea about the other. That's how. Well, I feel. yeah, and obviously we're talking about this, <laughs> we feel the same. I mean, because why would I? I, I mean, uh, I know that things can be crazy, and I would never. I don't like certainty, certainty, and, and being. Why would I not bet a thousand dollars on the Patriots? I don't understand. How yeah. how are they not going to kill the Broncos? A thousand? Why would you only bet? A, why would you only bet a thousand? Why? Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, okay. Five. Five ger. Why would why I not? Would you only bet that? five? I don't understand. Because I, I mean, my fa- my family. If someone's handing you free I, money. I, 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 okay. Let's hey, say listen, I'm going to hand I, you free money, and I say, "How much free money do you want?" And I don't say the maximum is is anything specific. How much free money are you going to take from me? I'm handing you free money. How much do you ask for? Oh, free money? Yeah. Just or not I don't even know. me, because you know there's a limit. But say like. A casino is handing you free money. How much would you ask for? Uh, one million. That's it? Yeah. That might <laughs> be too, 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 too greedy. Okay. Come on. But seriously, right? I mean, we know that's not the case. We know, obviously, that at best, even if this line is totally wrong, it's 60-40 that the Patriots win, right? I mean, I mean how certain the strongest you've ever felt about a game, it's 60. I mean, the reality of it's 60-40, right? I mean. Yes, I agree with that, but this might be it. Right. I mean, I think, like, it's got to that, – that's the range that it's got to be. Even though, like, I felt, like, so strong about that Seattle-Denver Super Bowl, and it's like it was 100%, but it's still 60-40. That's the best – if every game were your best bet ever, I think you'd, you'd hope to win 60% of the time. So, For sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, here, here's what I saw, right? I saw Gary Kubiak was, like, a, a child out there coaching. Like, just somebody who should not be coaching a playoff game. Okay, and then you have a quarterback that really can't beat you deep, and you have a Steelers defense that it's a terrible pass defense, and even so, Denver could not put them away, and they were hobbled. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was not throwing the ball deep. He, he made there was like a blown coverage with Darius Hayward Bay, uh, Martellus, uh, Martavis Bryant like did like an end around run for a huge gain. There was a lot of short stuff that got taken a long way, but Roethlisberger couldn't beat them deep either. It couldn't be a bigger discrepancy in special teams I've ever seen. I mean, that, the punting was was just an abomination. Right. I actually ditched out on this part of the second half to go sledding with my daughter because it was so such a bad game, and Kubiak was just such a coward. I couldn't I couldn't take it. Um, but it, you know, I I just saw that and I thought, okay, Kubiak is just terrible. He's such a bad coach, 
and Peyton Manning cannot beat these guys deep, and the Steelers are staying in it. And the one thing the Patriots really do well, uh, first off, the Patriots, it was kind of like, I got them wrong, but it was really like I don't even blame myself. I was like, I didn't know that they were healthy. If I knew they were healthy, I would have taken them minus five. I just didn't know. Now we find out they're healthy. I mean, that was just one of those things. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. Where the pass rush didn't get to them, and I totally agree with you. Yeah, they were, they were healthy. I mean, it was just you know Julian Edelman was back and Gronk was back. We didn't know that either one was healthy. I mean, right. that was such a huge variable, and that's solved. And the thing the Patriots do though is they just take away your weakness. They just attack it. I mean, they they play to your weakness. They take away your strength. And what, I'm positive they are going to just be like, okay, Peyton, you know, you're going to have to throw over us. We're going to single cover these receivers. If they catch a 10-yard pass, it's no big deal. And they're going to just smash everything, every short ball that gets thrown. They're going to smash the guy, tackle him. The, page, the, the, the Broncos offense, I just think it's going to have a real problem when Bill Belichick is playing his defense knowing that they cannot use the entire field. And that's just – so it's game over. And then Brady and Gronk and, and Edelman, the defense is good. But they'll just pick it apart, you know, and Chris Harris may or may not play. I think he's dinged up. So I just think they're going to pick it apart, and the D is going to smother Peyton Manning. I, I think it was Mike Salfino who said this, which is a pretty interesting – not that it's indicative of anything, but the last time uh, Tom Brady beat Peyton Manning in the playoffs was 2004, which is kind of crazy to think about. But uh, I think this – personally, I think this spread should be seven and a half. Yeah, that's, what, that's where I would start to get iffy about it, when it crossed seven. Three, it's not even a thought. But as it crossed seven, I'd be like, uh, that's a lot. You know, maybe Denver's D keeps it a low-scoring game. The right, Patriots I'm saying win. even more. Patriots than... could win like 20 to 13. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that. Right, I'm saying even more than seven. So, right. no, I think this is one of the mo- uh, the games that I'm going to bet heavily on that I can remember in recent history, actually in long history. I, 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 don't, I, I, I would be very surprised if New England doesn't win this easily. Yeah, and I, I just don't have respect for Kubiak. I don't, I don't have respect for the... Uh, the coaching and how was Denver going to score? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, C.J. Anderson looks really good, and I could see him breaking a big run. Um, Demarius Thomas, if he gets one of those screens and kind of slips a tackle, is dangerous. But the problem is, New England's. You know, normally when that happens, you have guys playing back. You notice right. it hasn't right. happened this year. Those Demarius Thomas screens, because if, if the safeties don't have to be off the ball and everybody's around the line of scrimmage, there's not going to be the same kind of room for Demarius when he catches that short ball. There's nobody you know, worried about the deep ball. It just really makes the entire offense impossible to run. And I, honestly, if I were Kubiak, I would just bring in Osweiler. You know, I would just, I know that that would be, an, it have its own problems. Belichick's really tough against young QBs, but I just think you've got to make them defend the entire field. And if, especially if they're preparing for Peyton and suddenly they started going deep with Osweiler, I think that would be a, a really good strategy, but he's but never going to happen. Zero percent chance he would Zero. ever do it. Honestly, the best thing that could happen is like Peyton got the flu, you know, and got was too sick to play. <laughs> yeah, well, Peyton gets hurt. Yeah, but that because I mean, that'll never happen. There's no chance he's coming in by oh, a yeah, Kubiak is such a coward. I mean, once he brought Peyton in and, and he rallied to beat the Chargers, the crappy Chargers, and it was basically an interception and a, and a lot of running plays. That the whole thing was set for the playoffs. There was no way they were going to switch back. This isn't this isn't uh, Jim Harbaugh willing to. And anyway, it's Peyton too. St. Peyton. You can't bench Peyton, a healthy Peyton. Yeah, no, New England's really, really good, too. I mean, defensively and, yeah. and, and obviously, as you said, they're back healthy on offense. I, I just, man, I'm just going to look like a fool because I'm just going to keep saying I, I would just be shocked if this isn't a route. Yeah. You, okay, but I, I'd love to draw like a cartoon, like a, you know, where Peyton's like sitting there, you know, number 18, like in a cartoon, like leaning over, and there's like, 
the little HGH bottle, you know, and he's got like a scooper. And instead, he, he, and then the next frame of the cartoon, he grabs the whole the whole you know barrel of HGH and starts emptying that thing down his throat before the game because <laughs> that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. HGH tastes so good. <laughs> is that is that what it should be? Yeah. Well, you know his his commercials. Yeah, and all. I know. I know. Um, the the yeah. It's just. Anyway, it's you, by the way. Did you hear about that tennis match fixing? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, so we're in a society where like a lot of people cheat, right? Like, there's there's a lot of cheating going on, right? Like, just think about like everything. You know, the billionaires are like rewriting the tax code to like favor themselves and lobbying like so that they don't get busted for certain things. And everybody's cheating. They're always working the refs and. There's so much cheating going on in our society, right? It's, I bet it's more widespread in sports than you imagine. Like, think about like all the Wall Street fraud that happened. You know, it's just they're all cheating. They're all cutting corners. You know, people in Flint, Michigan, are poisoned because like the the government cheated on the budget. They wanted to like, they wanted to save money, and so they tried to like do some real, something really stupid. And there's so much cheating and fraud. You know, I mean, obviously that's way more serious. But like. I just think that cheating is more widespread than we can even imagine. And we, 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 you know, Peyton gets, but you know, whatever, there's no proof that he did it, but his wife was at the clinic and apparently they sent some stuff to her. But I just think there's like cheating, like beyond what we even know. This is just like the tip of the iceberg. Well, I mean, he, I mean, it's, it's, he's probably obviously guilty, right? I don't care though. As is the thing, because I don't really care. Well, Peyton, right. But I'm just saying like, it's, it's hypocritical that, that he's, you know, that he's doing that and other people get busted and get suspended. And, you know, that it's, it's, well, yeah, Jim Nance shares the same agent and doesn't even bring it up. He refuses to bring it up in, in, in context. In, oh, he in, does. Share, I didn't know he shares the same agent. Yeah. He, he shares the same agent. The so he won't, he won't even bring it up in the, in, in the context of, a, of an, of an announcing. Yeah. Shares the same agent. Yes. Right. That's why he's doing so much, uh, fellatio on, uh, yes, money. absolutely. That's why he's yes. fellating him. So, so, uh, commonly, but that right. tennis thing's crazy, crazy though. I mean, what what does Heather say about that? Uh, I, I sent her the link, but she she never reads all the stuff. I mean, she does read stuff I sent her like a month later. Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, tennis in, in the article is cool. There, one guy says, you know, if you were to create a sport that was perfect for fixing, it would be tennis. Mm. I mean, think about it, you know, you play tennis. I mean, it's so easy. I mean, it's so easy to double fault, you know, or hit one six inches long, or you know, hit one in the top of the net. I mean, it's just. There's really no way to, and it's not, and you're the only one playing, you know, the guy in, in the article, um, they kind of flagged it because there was a, a guy who was a top 10 player playing like an 80th player and, um, all the, you know, it should have been like seven to one in favor of the top player, but there was so much action on, on the low rank player that the odds flipped and suddenly like he was getting seven to one, which is just crazy. And obviously like the bet fair site or whatever immediately reported it to the, um, whatever the ATP is or whatever the, the tennis, you know, world association is. And they totally blew it off. It's just like they, they reported Bernie Madoff to the SEC way before some whistleblower was like, dude, this, something's not right with this guy. And they blew that off too. Same thing. They don't want to rock the boat. Um, and so they didn't do anything about it. They didn't take it very seriously. But um, so, so this guy, the, the, the higher ranked player is suddenly a huge underdog, crushes in the first set, breaks the guy in the second set, and then has a mysterious foot injury and retires from the match. <laughs> yeah. Very you know, that's just crazy. You know, that's just, I mean, how can you prove? I think his doctors like didn't, con- whatever he said, he had like a stress fracture or something like that. And they wouldn't confirm that that actually happened. So it's, it was pretty, it was pretty sketch. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the cheating is more widespread than, than we realize, especially in like college sports. 
where it's just so easy. I mean, those guys don't have any money, especially the guys who aren't going to go pro ever. To bet, you know, some, you know, some kid playing like in an Ivy League game. At least yeah, an sure. Ivy League guy, guy might get a good job, but just some small conference dude where you can bet, and it's, you know, he's the point guard. And well, you know, Djokovic has come out since that and confirmed it, right? No, I didn't know that. What? What? It, oh, he said he was offered through through his people. He says so, not directly. He was offered like two hundred grand to throw a match. But before he was the number one in the world, obviously. Uh, I'm not sure. It was a long. It was, yes, it was a yeah, while trust ago. Me, he doesn't he, need two hundred grand now. And secondly, right. like that would oh, just be yeah. right. suicide. For, I mean, he was probably like twentieth. You know, in the right. 50th but he. Time. But he has absolutely said that yes, that this this happened. Yeah. So. You know, but they, they don't. They, they just want it to go away. You know, they don't want to investigate and really dig deep and find out all how bad it is. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it's a crazy thing, and uh, and I like tennis, man. I'm, I'm I'm into tennis. I can I can watch tennis. Like I'll watch the uh, the majors. No, I like tennis too. I was a big Agassi kid growing up. I liked Agassi too. I loved Agassi. I loved his game because he would just rip the ball. He was played Becker once, and he was just standing there like a foot behind the service line and just ripping a hundred thirty mile an hour serve down the line. Yeah, no, I, I love them. Yeah, no, I like tennis too. All right, all right, we'll do a tennis podcast maybe you know <laughs> next next fall or something. All right, so let's move on. So we both agree on that. The other one, like I just don't know. I feel like the Panthers. Everyone's going to think they're better and probably should be, but if you look at the body of work over the season, it's pretty much even. And I just have a feeling that I don't know. I could see it going either. Both teams kind of had good enough years to make the Super Bowl. In fact, the, the Cardinals, Patriots, and and um, Panthers would all three be perfectly fine Super Bowl champs in my mind. Like they'd, they'd be, none of them were all time greats. The Patriots kind of had an all time greatish team for the first half. Panthers went fifteen and one. Arizona was thirteen and three, um, but you know with a really well balanced team. And uh, I think any of those three would be like legit Super Bowl champs. And so you know it was just kind of a hunch. I just kind of felt like Carson Palmer is just. It's just his year. He's got to do it. I don't know. I didn't really. I don't have a great reason, but they're getting points. Uh, they're not going to be on an early body clock time the way Seattle was last week. And, and you know what's funny is Seattle was down thirty-one nothing. You know, won the second half twenty-four to nothing. You know, remember three years ago they went to Atlanta. Uh, same thing, early game. Uh, they were they had just beaten Washington in the wild card game. The RG three Redskins that were good, and they they go to Atlanta and they um, they're down twenty to nothing at the half. And they lost thirty to twenty eight, and I think they were driving at the last, you know, last seconds. Yeah, I've, I've heard you write. Uh, I've read read you say say that, but you know that the the following game what happened also as well with it, the Falcons. I thought Atlanta was down to the what was it, to the Niners. No, who was who were they down to? The uh, they, no, they were not down. Another West Coast team. My 49ers were down seventeen to nothing six seconds into the second quarter. Right, and then Same the Niners thing. came back and beat him, though. And won. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that body clock thing might actually matter. I mean, it might not just be anecdotal. Right, no, and, and it happened to the Seahawks twice. I mean, that is exactly, you know, they were just, just short against the Seahawks, and I guess the Niners did get there. Um, and then they obviously lost to the Ravens. And, and, oh, I don't remember that, but yeah. okay. But they, it was funny because they were, like, getting crushed by the Ravens, and there was that power outage, and then they, they made it interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah, so... I don't really think that the Panthers. If are... they played ten times, who would you pick, Seattle at Carolina? I, next week, I'd pick the Seattle again if they if it were just like a later game. Like I, I don't. To me, that didn't resolve anything. It was just Carolina got lucky that they had basically a, a half to tee off before Seattle woke up, and you know it was too little, too late. And obviously, Carolina would have done more if they, if, sure, if they weren't up thirty-one. Sure. 
So but I, I would believe- pick Seattle six out of ten. I would personally pick yeah, them. I think even, Seattle's even a better team. Even at ten a.m. start, I would pick six out of ten. Right, exactly. And so this game is the late game, this Arizona game. So, um, and actually, both games work out because New England isn't playing a late game for them. They're playing just they're playing an afternoon game for them. It's like the, the East Coast team sometimes has trouble. I think in the late games, um, but uh, or maybe even a night game. But the Patriots get to go to Denver on the early game, which is good for them, and then the uh, Cardinals go to the right. Carolina in a, in a late game, which is good for them. So I think, you know, I, I think everything sets up for Carolina and for Arizona to be competitive. I don't think Carolina is as good as they looked early. I think people are going to bet Carolina because they think, you know, they're way better. Uh, Arizona looked really shaky against Green Bay, which shocked me actually. But, mm-hmm. um, but and, uh, that Green Bay game was honestly, I, I, I saw a tweet that was actually pretty interesting that I was trying to say, but he basically there's a snapshot of Rogers spinning in the end zone, and on the clock it says 54 seconds, fourth and 20, and it says 20 to 13, and the guy wrote underneath, "This game went to overtime." I mean, I I cannot emphasize how, how crazy, crazy. <laughs> it was fourth and 20, and he's spinning away from the rush in his end zone with 54 seconds and no timeouts. That is always game over. It never ever ever happens on fourth and 20 in your own end zone. It's really shaky of the Cardinals to have given that up. I don't care if it's Rodgers or whoever. It's just you cannot give up fourth and 20 in your own end zone and give up a 40-yard bomb and then, of course, a Hail Mary. I mean, it's just so crazy. Now, I said it to my wife at the time. What would you do if the Packers won this game? I always do those, like, hypotheticals, jokes when it's right. so so absurd, you know? What would you do? And they, uh, two, uh, two seconds later, they were tied. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Um, do you know what Aaron Rodgers' YPA was that game? Yeah, like five, what, 5.9 or something? 6.0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5.9, yeah. Okay. <laughs> With those two long passes. Right. I mean, too. right. In Arizona, Arizona did get lucky, though. I mean, Palmer threw a terrible pick at the end. and then he, Oh, Palmer was bad. Yeah. Palmer, I don't, his YPA was good, actually, like 8.5 yeah. or something. But he, he was 75-yarder in overtime. You know, yeah, completely. exactly. And that, that interception in the end zone, I mean, forget the tipped lucky one to right. Michael Floyd. But the other, I mean, it was on first and goal, his interception. What, how do you throw a pick on first and goal? I mean that he he was not very good. No. I I have Palmer in a in, in in a fantasy playoff league and and I was going crazy. I, I did I did not think he played very well at all. And Green Bay's defense really stepped up. Uh, Eddie Lacy had a, the long run which he couldn't finish. But but um but yeah. Do you know do you know Arizona's record on the road was this season? Um, they were they eight and zero. Seven and one. Seven and one. Everyone considers them a really good home team, which is probably correct, obviously, but. Not bad on the they road. Lost to Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. That was their loss. So I'm not. I, I'm 100 percent with you, which is a bad. Everyone should fade us because we we we've been bad all year, and we agree on both these games. In that that this is a total toss up, and I've kind of faded Carolina, which is obviously silly for a 16 and one team, <laughs> and they're great. But I mean, just give me the three points. Their 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 point differential is very similar to Arizona this season. And um, I, I just don't know who to pick on this. I think Carolina's pass defense isn't as great as they – I think Arizona can exploit it. I think I this game's going to be close. I think Carson Palmer can exploit them. Like, they have the weapons to, to really make plays. The only issue is that Green Bay, uh, they sacked Palmer three times. I think they pressured him 12 other times, 15 total, including the sacks. And Carolina's pass rush is better than Green Bay's. So that's – yeah. And that was at home versus on the road. So that's the one thing is that um, if Carolina is, like, in Carson Palmer's face, it's a problem. I just think they'll adjust a little bit, and there'll be some sacks, but 
I think uh, I think that Carolina can be exploited also in the passing game. I also think David Johnson could have a better game, especially as a receiver. Uh, I, I, I think the way Carolina will win this will be by you know really knocking Palmer around and then just efficiently uh, sort of gobbling up yards with, with Newton making plays and, and Olsen. I mean, I think they're, they obviously they have enough. But I like I, I kind of like Arizona a little bit better, um, and I think they're going to win. Not, but I don't feel – again, I don't feel really strongly about it. It would not surprise me if Carolina won. But it's pretty much exactly how I feel. Both, yeah. both pretty good coaches, and um, right. there's no edge well there. Well coached, yep. Yeah, so I, I, I agree. This is a coin flip, a game I would not put any money on myself. I would just, just kind of cede to the points given. But um, but you would put money if you were in Vegas, right? I mean, there's no way you're watching. Well, this well I have a problem, so I probably will, will do it anyway. You would put like a couple hundred bucks on it just to right. see. Only a, only a couple hundred on this one and a few thou on the Patriots. Are you really going to put – how much are you really going to put on the Patriots? 500? Oh, man. I think I'm going to bet 1,000. You are going to bet 1,000. Nice. I think I think they're I think they're going to kill them. I, right. I just I mean I just really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I could see it, man. I I don't really I don't respect I don't respect Kubiak. I just I just cannot see the money line would be a great bet too because you're going to pay a little odds like three to two. Right, right. I might but it's that. like I might you know, be a coward. Would you call me a coward if I do that no, instead? I see, if you bet a thousand, I won't call you a coward no matter what. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, all right. But, oh. I mean, I just think like it's just I, Belichick. There's just no way Kubiak, a, a person of of Kubiak's. Uh, mental capacity is going to beat Belichick. <clears throat> There's no way Kubiak could have the, you know, the 85 Bears or the whatever. He could have anybody. He's just he's he's terrible. He's a terrible coach. All right, I'm, I might go more than I might go bigger. Yeah, I, I think you should go bigger. A real man would go bigger. So all right, so, so that's what we think about those games. Um, but I, I just want to say, like the Rogers thing, it, it was so crazy because. If you can score a touchdown fourth and 20 with 54 seconds left and no timeouts against a good defense, where the fuck was that all year? I know it was a Hail Mary and crazy, but if Rodgers can do what, what Russell Wilson can do, which he obviously can, which is like scramble around and just gun it, like that's just with those broken Bizarre. coverages. Bizarre. Why would you do that dink and dunk shit that didn't work all year? You know, and why would you not get Jeff Janis involved all year? Yeah, there are people who are like, who's Jeff Janis? It's like, what? Uh, the, the fantasy community has been calling for him forever. Well, it's funny is, is, is Davis Maddock, you know, he loves Jeff Janis. He's like all, he was like, loves the guy from the beginning. Definitely. And then he, he was deserves like, credit. He was yes. crowing like crazy when he went off. And I said, but did you use him in DFS? He's like, no. <laughs> so, you know, he felt bad because he, he knew, you know, he should have at least put in a couple lineups with him. Well, he had, what, 100 yards and a touchdown. No, I mean, I mean Randall Cobb got hurt. Final two throws. <laughs> he got hurt. Well, he also got hurt. And also Randall Cobb got hurt in the game, too. Right. I mean, right. What you, it was ridiculous. But still. I used James Jones in DFS. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Did he do Zero anything? Catches. Nothing, right? Zero catches. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, all right, man. Well. I'm feeling I paid like, you, by the way. You tried to email me saying that I didn't. Oh, right. I, I thought you didn't pay. You know what it was? Is that, uh, I don't know, I, ca- I miscounted because I, I won 100 from the Yahoo pool. And then uh, I, I thought only three people paid me, but Ford paid me. And the only one I hadn't paid is Stopa, who still hasn't paid. You know, I've emailed him twice. Stopa will send you a check for like 10 grand if you win the Stopa League. But if he owes you 20 bucks, it's like you'll never get it. Yeah, no, Andy Barron says he's literally, he's paid him both times that night, the $10,000. Right, like if you owe ten thousand, if he owes you ten thousand, he'll pay you. If he owes you twenty, you gotta like go right. break into his house and steal it. It's right, like, right, it's like, right. And like he owed like thirty five bucks. Makes sense. For two, Ivy won our our uh, on our serious exam, and it's embarrassing. This is true. She won our like playoff league twice in a row. You know that we did over the you know on the air. Okay. 
Okay. And it was like 20 and 15. I don't know. She, he owed her like 35 bucks. And for two years, she, and she emailed him and I emailed him. And finally, when I saw him in Vegas, I'm like, dude, you know you owe Ivy 30. And she just gives me like 50 bucks. He's like, here, just give it to Ivy. You know, like, <laughs> but it's just like you cannot get him to do it. It's like so annoying. Well, because, it's so, such, such, you know, inconsequential to him. I know. But the thing <laughs> is, the problem is, right, I, I, and maybe it's because I'm cheap, but, like, I don't like having money owed or owing, like, hanging over me. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to, like, I don't want to have to remember because then I'm going to lose that money. I'm literally losing money. I literally will have my money, and, and I won't ever get money that's owed if you don't pay me soon. It's just I don't want to have to remember. Just let me have closure on this. You know, send it right. to me. Right. Yeah, no, I hear you. I run a bunch of pools and fantasy leagues, and it's very annoying. Even if it doesn't matter if it's a lot of money or a right. little, just get it bucks, over. With. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why are we in the Why are you in the contest then? You got to pay. Right. Just make it right. easy. Don't you know? This is it's just unnecessary hassles in life. It's like getting your flooding your rug. It's like a huge hassle you didn't need. It was just, there was no reason to do that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's yes. no reason to do that. You were perfectly <laughs> living a perfectly peaceful life. Everything's cool. You're focusing on your DFS and that kind of stuff, and. Suddenly, you're dealing with a stinking carpet that has to be replaced. Dude, the entire house smelled like from the other, from one side of the house to the other on a two by two, three by three pad. Crazy. Don't ever let water get reach the pad. It's a sponge. Yeah, it's bad. That's bad. Hey, by the way, let me just give you an update. Remember the neighbor, my neighbor who did yes, this out yes, of the tree? Okay. Yes. So, so, like, you know, I was like, dude, you got to replace these trees with like legit bushes, like you said. And he said, we'll replace them with bushes. Like, he never said that they were going to be, you know, and he's like, well, I don't see, you know, you obviously care about that. We care more about this. And he's just trying to like wash his hands of it. And I'm like, dude, you know, and, and he wants us to pay 175. Cause we said we would for the, obviously the bushes. I said, I'll even split it with you, but we got to get big. He's like, Oh, we can't afford that. And he, this whole song and dance bullshit. So finally I was like, look, man, um, you know, this is going to cost us like three grand because we agreed, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm now regretting being a good neighbor basically. He's like, we're great neighbors. We take care of the boundary. You never look at it. We water it. We do this. Anyway, the whole thing shook out, right? I emailed him this whole thing explaining what, you know, what the deal is and what I mean. I said, look, we agreed to do this only because of you. Like, we didn't want to cut these trees. You wanted to do it. We actually preferred not to cut them. But we were like, you know what? Our neighbor wants to do it. We share a boundary. If it's going to cost us a little money and he's happy and we get some bushes instead of trees, I'm fine with that. It's not going to mess up his driveway, whatever. He didn't. He, he did not understand the concept of like, yeah, we share this thing. Well, if you have a preference, we'll like be cool with it and like even help you out to like transition this to something that'll save us all money on the trimming costs, right? That's that was what we thought. Anyway, he's like, clearly not going to give us a cent. Like clearly, the dude is so. It's just like in all the song is. Anyway, so he takes like a week to write me back, and it turns out his father died. Okay, in the meantime, so then that's like really bad. I can't like just lay into him, right? Because I mean, it's, it's terrible, right? So I'm like, sorry about that, but then I'm got to negotiate this thing. So it turned out I'm just like, you know what? We'll just build, we'll build something on our side of the fence. Don't worry about it, whatever. But in the end, he won because he basically was single-mindedly just didn't like the cost of trimming those trees, and then just was like, I want to get rid of them. Convinced us like, not disclosing everything to go along with it and get rid of it, and now he's got this cost that's gone. You just realize, like, people are like that, man. It's all the bullshit of, oh, well, we thought this and we thought that. No, that's not what happened. What happened was he wanted to save money on something because it was expensive to trim the trees. And he just did what he had to do to get that savings locked in, say what he had to say to us to get us to go along with it, and then act like, oh, whoa, you didn't know that, blah, blah, blah. 
that's just how people are, man. I, I swear some people are like that. They just, it's just about the money. That's all it's about. Like he just, he's better off financially now. He doesn't give a shit. We're out, we're going to be out like three grand. It's fine. We're going to make something nicer than those ugly ass trees anyway. But you just got to know once you, once people are like that, you just got to know, like, that's how they are. Don't ever go along with them. Don't ever trust them. If they want to do something collectively, make them write a 20 page book report to you to detail every single thing they're planning before you even consider signing off on it. So that's, that's the end. Yeah, the guy just lost his dad. So what are you going to do, berate him? Well, no, I mean, I would have just, I would have still, you know, I mean, I would say I'm sorry about you. I would still. still, I mean, come on. I wasn't going to like, I didn't berate him. I just said, look, man, it's going to, we're not happy about this. It's going to (laughs) cost us like three grand. But you're, I said, you're obviously, from your emails, you're obviously not going to contribute. Once the trees are cut, we have really no leverage. You know, right, right, the only leverage right. I have is to get physical with them. You know what I mean? And that's not a good idea. Oh, no, that's not a good, that's, no, yeah, you're no, in no. trouble there because you, you know, I mean, you're kind of, you know. No, no, I definitely, no, no, I, I, I would, I feel confident in that situation. Although he's, he's probably more of a psycho than I think, to be honest. <laughs> All right. I hear you. It was a loss. All right. Well, sorry, sorry to get to see you at the F- F- FSTA conference. Uh, you were, you were, you were actually really missed, Liz. W- wish I could have seen you. I appreciate that. Uh, and I wish I were there. Uh, I missed hanging out with all you guys. And, uh, but it was cool what I was doing. I was like sledding down this crazy hill with my Sasha. I was throwing her down in the sled at like, you know, 25 miles an hour. So it was, it was cool. Cool. Good time. All right, man. Uh, take it easy. We will uh, revisit next week. Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to go big on the Pats. All right. Wish me luck. All right. And, and, and what, yeah, next week, say how big you actually go. And just remember, the bigger you go, the more impressive it will be next week. Right, right, right. Well, I just told you I just lost, you know, a, a decent amount on a futures bet on the Steelers, so I need to make up for it. Right. So Bet I'm what you would have won on the Steelers. No. <laughs> All right. I don't, I'm not sure I'll go that heavy. But, that's what, well, that's but what I'll, a real man would do. I'm not going to say what you should do. I'm just saying that's what a real man would do. All right, all right, all right. All right. All take right. it easy, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Later. Bye.